You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Inside Purple and Gold. If you like what we're saying, please like, subscribe, download the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts now. Wherever you get your podcast, we're there. Come join us for this ride. Tom, I think we've said it enough at this point, but the Vikings are five and one. We are as much as we want to nitpick week to week and as much as they deserve to be nitpicked week to week, they're five and one. The the schedule is favorable. What are realistic expectations for this team right now? Because I look at the rest of the NFC and I see one good team, one team that is a class above the rest. It's the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Eagles. I would maybe put Dallas into that conversation when Dak comes back, but I'm not a huge Dak Prescott guy. Yeah, I would maybe put Tom Brady and, and the the Tampa Bay Bucks into that if they figure it out. But Tom Brady yeah. might have just gotten old. Like yeah. San Francisco, I don't know how to feel. Like the Vikings are in that tier as far as I'm concerned. I think the Eagles are a class above the rest. I think the Vikings kind of fall into that second tier of like, are these teams good? I don't know. <laughs> what are realistic expectations of this team? Like, is it just playoffs? Is it a playoff run? Is yeah. it like things click and, and they get to the NFC championship game and they lose to Philadelphia again before the Super Bowl? Like what is, what are, what are realistic expectations for this five and one football team? I don't know how this didn't dawn on me during Monday night football, but I was like, I didn't even think of that scenario where it's like Vikings go 13 and four. <laughs> win the first playoff game like you know they, this this is you know connell's on the cusp of doing something no other coach in nfl or in vikings history has done um feeling figures it out justin jefferson gets two thousand yards kirk cousins looks like you know whatever uh matthew stafford from the super bowl rams and like it all and you lose to philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some actually like that is probably what happens because it's like i kind of think like what's the worst scenario right because like bad is almost kind of once you know you have a bad team you can kind of check out right you're not emotionally <laughs> invested uh i mean obviously like a bummer first round loss would, would be in that category but actually the worst thing is like this this built up hype and they come out a different team out of the buy and all this stuff and you go man he out coached belichick and he you know they hung with josh allen or whatever and then you're like Oh, they lost to the Eagles. They also <laughs> lost to earlier in the year. Looked like the same game again. Whatever. That that is probably the worst case scenario. I do. I think the expectation is win a playoff game, right? Win yep. enough games to get a favorable game. I think it also would be unique if it's here, right? I mean, just like it, part of year one, and it is weird because this is a very weird year one setting. I don't think we notice coaching flaws as much, like with bad teams, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, well, is it the coach or is it the guys he's coaching? You know, like we notice and highlight O'Connell's flaws because you're like, these guys are like good enough, right? We know their flaws. We know the 500 record the last two years, but he has proven very expensive players on the roster. Um, I think given what they, their approach here, that they decided to keep the team together, that they extended some guys, um, how much they're spending, especially on the offensive side and what they've done uh, going into the bye week win your first playoff game. And really they should press to make it in Minnesota. I think even if, they end up with a bad slash devastating result somewhere further down the line in the playoffs. They set a great baseline, right? For this O'Connell regime. We're a playoff team. We don't just sneak in. 
we can win in the playoffs. And I think if that's, that should be the expectation. That's the baseline they should set. Um, even if they're kind of setting people up for devastation, that may be something that takes years to, to change. Sure. No, I think that that's a good one because like you said, they're five and one, the NFC as a whole is down. The NFC North as a whole is pretty bad. I think you can get like, they have three wins banked right now, wins over the Packers in week one, the Lions in week three, the Bears in week five. You should be able to bank a win in Detroit at this point. The, the Dan Campbell experiment, the hard knocks, them being really likable. I fell for it. Turns out that the Detroit Lions are still the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell just might not be the answer there. Um, you should bank a win in, in Detroit on the road and you should bank a win in Chicago in the final week of the regular season. As bad as Green Bay looks, I think that's still probably a toss up at Lambeau in week 16. What I'm getting at is your expectation as a Vikings franchise right now, as a five and one team heading into your buy coming out of it next week, win the North because there's no excuse at this point. To me, it's, it's like two, three weeks ago, the, the Minnesota golden Gophers were like, hands down, they should win the West. The West yeah. stinks. And three weeks later, they're four and two. You're like, man, this team's not very good. The Vikings cannot go down that road because right now they're five and one. They're two games up, effectively three because of the tiebreaker on Green Bay. And you're like, they should win the North. They cannot go down a road in a month from now where it's like, wow, this team is not very good. Your expectation should be to win the NFC North. And then, like you said, I think if they are winning the North, they, they are at some point going to be hosting a home playoff game. Win that, see where you go from there. Um, I don't think this team is a Super Bowl contender but I've said this in the past. I did not think the Cincinnati Bengals were anywhere remotely close to, to capable of getting to the Super Bowl last year. I didn't feel that in week one, when they beat the Vikings, thanks to a bunch of false start penalties and, and a Dalvin cook fumble at midfield. I didn't feel that when can't when the Cincinnati Bengals were playing the Oakland or the Las Vegas Raiders now in the first round of the AFC playoff. So I don't know. Are the Vikings Super Bowl contenders? No, I don't think so. Could they get to the Super Bowl? Stranger things have happened. So I think if you win the North, you host a home playoff game in, in, in the first round of the playoffs, you win that, like you said, that's that should be the expectation from your perspective. And then you just see where it goes. I really, I don't know. I think your point earlier in the podcast about maybe this is just the NFL. Maybe this is a ramp up period. Maybe it's always going to be like this for the first two months of the season if this is the Vikings ramp up period and, and they're five and one, then they should feel like they can get to another level uh, because they are at, at this point among the best teams in, in the conference. And, and I don't know if there's any other teams besides the Eagles that really, really scares me. Yeah. I think the lesson from the Bengals is they don't have a burrow. So like that True. team, I think won because of burrow and they just were so bad for so long. They had all this talent around them. I think Zach Taylor creates a really good culture. He's probably a really likable person um i don't think he's a very good coach and probably didn't have enough experience coming in this is you know kingsbury like there's a difference between the guys who are just like so far ahead of like their age i guess in terms of coaching that they like like obviously the big face right of the world like they deserve the spot they showed up they acted like they belonged there right i think the thing with o'connell and again we talk about him not calling plays previous stop and how young he is and stuff i think he genuinely sets a good culture i think he's actually a genuine person like i think he is just this kind of california cool guy who like 
yeah, probably really just loves football, right? Um, but I think he uh, he has to learn how to coach. Like, not this isn't like a devastating thing. This isn't like an over being overly critical. But it's like, you know, Belichick's like the, obviously the gold standard. But it's like progress towards that. Like I'm talking the little minutia things. It's it's time management. It's like it's you're in Miami. It's 120 on your bench or whatever. They threw you off your script right away. What's the play do you you go to and yeah. get to that play as soon as possible, right? And like you know, it's it's it, they got to avoid. And I know they keep saying it's like they're they're different games or whatever. But like New Orleans and like they they had one other game where they just like they were humming for like a quarter and a half, and then it just stalled out like in the middle of the game. And yeah. you're like, how does this offense that looked that good? I know they're off script. I know they're adjusting to them or whatever. You got to adjust back quicker than that. You can have one drive where you go three and out. You can't compound them, right? Um, Philadelphia, same thing. You're on the road. The defense holds them scoreless in the second half. Like, it could be as simple as, Kirk, throw to your hot route. Like, I know you're trying to force the ball to Justin Jefferson. You're throwing off your back foot with two guys in your face. Like, just mm-hmm. dump it off to Irv Smith. You know, it's 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 the minutia, and that's what he has to learn. And I think O'Connell gets that, but that's what we're going to learn about him. Is he coming in going, I know everything. I'm a McVay guy. I know the illusion and complexity works, uh, you know, whatever. Um, it's just about culture and making these guys feel better about themselves and bring out their talent and winning, you know, having game winning drives when it matters most, or is he going to be the guy who like digs in? Right. And I got time management down. I got these little things down. I'm finding these little edges because that's really what separates these guys. And that's something that he can show immediately. He has to show immediately. It's a win. It's a win now team. So that's how you're going to pull off upsets against a Buffalo, against a Dallas. That's how you coach against Belichick. And that's how you're going to win late in the year when it's the Packers need that they've had a terrible year and just want a feel good game at the end, or they're trying to win to buoy themselves to get in the playoffs. Right. So, um, that's what's going to separate him. We know he knows the culture. We know he's a smart football guy. Is he going to get the small details down? You're, you're right. That, that's a great point because you look at Kevin O'Connell in a vacuum, and I think this past Sunday is a good example. He, he was scheming up this specific play all game, and he finally got the look, and the Vikings completed that wheel route to Justin Jefferson for 47 yards. And after the game, Kevin O'Connell said we were working for that look all game, and we finally got it. Kevin O'Connell, to your point, Tom, is a he's an offensive guy who is smart. He understands scheme. But there have been times throughout the first six weeks of the season where I think he has kind of had his head in the clouds. That might be a little bit harsh, but like you look at certain things, certain decisions he's made. I look at the, t- the timeout and – in the first at the end of the first half against the Philadelphia Eagles, when he was trying to get points and he ended up just giving Philadelphia, you know, free points. Um, those little things that like, I don't necessarily think it's an indictment of Kevin O'Connell. I think it's, that is the learning curve of a first year head coach. And I think we are seeing that through six weeks. The thing I feel good about Kevin O'Connell moving forward is that he is not a guy that comes out and and says, I know everything. Yeah. Like, and maybe that's his personality. Like you said, the California cool, like feels like, you know, Hey, you know, you're, you're my friend. You're not, we don't, we're not a reporter head coach relationship. We're just, we're just buddies talking. Like he has that aura about him or he tries to exude that aura, but he does seem self-aware accountable. And I think you need to be that you can't be this rigid I know everything coach because one 
they don't coaches don't know everything. And two, like that just doesn't fly anymore. in in, in the modern day NFL with like, would I want would I rather be coached by Mike Zimmer or would I rather be coached by Kevin O'Connell? I'd rather be coached by Kevin O'Connell. So I think Kevin O'Connell has that going for him. The fact that he knows he doesn't know everything, but he's learning. And, and, and he said it, Kirk cousins has said it. Harrison Smith has said it. Uh, all the veterans on the team have said it. It's, it's a lot easier to learn when you're winning right now. They're winning. They're learning while doing it. But yes, Kevin O'Connell has to get to another level. It's something he even acknowledged uh, yesterday in, in his media access before, you know, everyone disperses and goes their, their separate ways for, for this bye week. He hasn't been perfect. He's been far from it through six weeks. Um, but he kept leaning on the fact that we're five and one. And he said he'll be better and the team as a whole will be better. I, I'm inclined to believe him at this point, but you're right. Like, he needs to take the next step if the Vikings also want to take the next step. Yeah. And he has plenty of time to do it. I, again, like it's ridiculous that they played a football game after that London one, but it's looking like the right call, right? They got lucky with the opponent, obviously after that game, I think it would have been too early in the season. I actually like that. They have six games to look back on here. And honestly, if I'm him, obviously you're, you're thinking forward a little bit, but I think it's fair to look back and go even sit down with someone and and go, yeah, I would have called a timeout here. I, I shouldn't have done this here. I don't know what we were doing here. You know, like this is what we tried against new Orleans and we didn't get it going or whatever. And so I think, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to learn how self-critical he actually is, right? Because we will see change. He's not going to get everything right, but we will see change in these games that are getting increasingly more difficult out of the buy. If he's self-critical and learns the right lessons. And I think we can actually learn a lot. I think there's a lot we don't know about this team yet. We'll learn a lot, even against Arizona, and certainly as you get into the thick of the schedule after Washington. For sure. All right, I think we'll call it there. Tom, thanks for joining us, everyone. The Vikings are 5-1. and one. This is their bye week. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about something. Who knows? I don't know. We can't really, <laughs> can't really preview a football game on Sunday, but there's always something to talk about in the NFL season. Luckily for us, the Vikings always give us some fodder as well. Tom, thanks again for stopping by. For Dane Mizutani, Tom Schreier, we are out.